Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hosts in the Shell, the podcast that needs your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I am John Richter, as always, and we're all in a dead good mood because at the time of recording, England have just won the Women's Football Euro 2022 biggest tournament victory in our lifetime. First time we've done anything good since 1966. It's ace. <laughs> and just to sort of continue that theme, our guest today is is um, we've got our own lioness. It, oh, is that a bit, that's a bit cringy, isn't it? No, that's cool. Go with that. Should we go with that? But we'll introduce her momentarily. First, of course, I have to introduce my fantastic co-striker, Matt Adcock. <laughs> the, um, the football analogies are getting thin. Um, <laughs> let's stick to the let's stick to the matter at hand. You know, sort of the "come with me if you want to live" kind of references. Oh, yeah, and uh, I was going to say we've got our own Sarah Connor here tonight. So uh, yeah, without any further ado, perhaps the Sarah Connor can step forward and introduce herself. So I'm Zoe Farrell. I'm a blogger. I'm an author. I'm a book tour organizer. All round book enthusiast and talented multi polymath a polymath of the literary world yeah and, and your book is great by the way i've read your Ouija and uh as as well, how do you describe it? young adult sort of uh, taste of horror yeah so it's written in the style of like point horror yeah um, yeah like were popular back in the day and i loved it you know yeah it's yeah brilliant stuff it's, it's <laughs> and i was going to ask you about the pronunciation actually Am I right in saying that Ouija is a kind of mispronunciation and you're supposed to say Ouija, which is how it's spelt? I have no idea. I just call it Ouija. That's how I've been. It's more fun. It sounds less, less scary, is that the way? Because it sort of rhymes. <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah. Hide the horror behind that. And then once you get into the book, it's unleashed. But, um, it's, and Zoe, this makes you, I think, our first ever writer guest who doesn't write cyberpunk. Yeah, um, stretching the boundaries. Wow. Yeah, but but. Oh, I feel very special to be invited on then. Absolutely. Well, we are honoured. We are honoured. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think John just did tell everybody. Yeah, I just realised that. Yeah. <laughs> a bit late now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, as uh, a clunky but possibly effective segue, we're combining horror with cyberpunk because Zoe's topic that she wants to talk to us about today is the Terminator. Are we going to go all the films or certain certain ones? Yeah, I, I actually yeah. sat and watched all the films this week. Good work. Love that. I didn't have much else to do when I'm laid up on a sofa, so I've watched all the films. Yeah, you're carrying an injury, aren't you, Zoe? So, yeah, perfect perfect timing to injure your leg. So you had nothing better to do than play through. Well, exactly. I knew I had to prepare for this podcast. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Obviously, the spoiler alert of all these films that we're going to spoil. So if there are any Terminator movies you've not seen, we may be covering spoilers. So um, if, you, if you did want to avoid them, then please go and do exactly what Zoe did, which is plough through all six of them and then come back. Or even more of a spoiler <laughs> alert, don't bother ploughing through the third, fourth, fifth and sixth one because they're all quite <laughs> shit. Um, but you guys may disagree, but we will, we will cover that. <laughs> Yeah, we need to do a ranking. Can we do a ranking of the six films at some point? Definitely. Yes, definitely. See if we can get a consensus or maybe we'll all fall out. Yeah, so John and I rarely agree on films, you know. It seems weird, but yeah. I'd be interested in seeing what you rank. Mm. If anyone says Terminator 3 is the best one, I think I'm just going to go now. <laughs> oh, God. No, I think you're safe. I'm looking yeah. at John, maybe. <laughs> 
Should have about that, yeah. I think that one we might all agree on where that goes. The hardest one is picking the worst one, isn't it? Because some of the anyway, yes. we'll we'll start with the good ones first. Do you want to set the scene, John? Kind of like you know, introduce anyone who hasn't actually seen the Terminator film. Which I mean, I hope there isn't that anyone out there, but you know, yeah, it might you be. never know. You never, yeah. If in case anyone's not aware, uh, the Terminator is of course it is the Terminator, the original yeah. one. Is, it's actually, if you look on Wikipedia, it's listed as a sci-fi action film. But I think it is clearly a sci-fi horror film, would be my view. In fact, I'd argue it's a slasher movie. Mm. But we'll uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, it is directed by James Cameron, released in 1984, starring Arnold flipping Schwarzenegger, as well as Linda Hamilton. And also, let's not forget Michael... Is it Michael Bean, the pronunciation of his name, as Kyle Reese? Yeah. Yeah, sexy guy. He, he's a just a lovely, charismatic fella. I just feel like he gets a bit forgotten in the Terminator kind of canon, doesn't he? No. Oh, not but clearly not by you, not which by is good. Yeah. <laughs> like the flag for <laughs> Kyle Reese. I mean, Arnie is all of it, all of it. But yeah, you've got to appreciate Kyle Reese. Yeah. He does a great job. Well, let's maybe dive straight in and talk about it. Zoe, what is it that you like about the Terminator? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty... <laughs> Basically, I mean, I don't know. For me, it was it the way I got introduced to it was because I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think and the first film I ever saw of Arnie was Total Recall, and just seeing his muscles on big screen when he's just using pneumatic drill, and that was it. I, I oh, yeah. embarrassed this, but when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to marry that guy, and I used to write my name as Zoe Lee Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And then when it was, I think, Terminator 2, I think Terminator 2 just come out and I got uh, a VHS re- recorder back in the day when you uh, could do that. Yeah. And that was the very first video, or should I say VHS, I had on it. Nice. And so uh, that sort of grew from there. And my dad and I used to do a weekly, um, every week my mum used to go out to uh, do a quiz. And we used to go over to the news agents when you could rent videos from the news oh, agents. I'll and, talk about that in a second. And um, obviously I couldn't get the 18s out because I was too young for it. And uh, so we go in the shop and then whenever it was my turn, it literally was Terminator or Terminator 2. So my dad would be on one side of the shop and I'd be on another. And all you can hear is, we're not watching another Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, put that back then. <laughs> can I just say... My friend Mike, uh, some people know as Bad Mike, but um, you know, I'm sure that's a bit of a spurch in his name. He got a job in a being the new you know, guy behind the counter that renting the videos out. It was in a pretty tacky little garage based one. It wasn't high high class at all. But mm. I used to go after school and sit with him, and we'd just like you know drink illicit beers and stuff. And then when people came in, we'd already agreed what films we want to see, and we'd have one under the counter. Uh, so if they wanted something like Terminator and we're watching it, they're like, oh, no, it's out. They're like, they can fucking hear it. Like, like I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, is that the Terminator? They're like, no, no, that's not it. So apologies to all those all those customers who tried to watch it back in the 80s and we, we couldn't let you have it. Oh, those were the days, though, weren't they? Like, imagine growing up now with no, like, blockbuster video. Or, it, the thing is, it wasn't blockbuster video. It was at some even crapper, smaller change. Yeah, that's where it? I worked. Yeah, or yeah. helped, should we say. <laughs> Oh no, this was a proper news agent across the road. News agents, yeah. News agents with video, yeah. little, a little shelf just of like, you know, one porn. Oh, they had a spinning carousel <laughs> while they spin it. 
And they yeah. had like a little card that said, though, this video's out. And if you, the yes. one you wanted had the card, you were like, oh, no, no. That's because they were watching it under the counter. I know yeah, that. that's because you so... and your mate were watching it in the back. <laughs> Brilliant. They used to rent out, the one I used to go to used to rent out Sega Mega Drive games as well. Oh, yeah. So you could get like, for oh, three yeah. you could get like, I don't know, Sonic 2 or something. If your parents were too cheap to just buy it, yeah, for your <laughs> birthday. Not that I'm still bitter about this. Yeah. And then, like, you if you were tell. like getting it back, you'd get fined, so right? You did, you did. So, yeah. Oh man, oh, I mean, the kids these days will never know such joys no. unless there's an EMP right. explosion and all the streaming services go down. You have to go back to old school media. And if there's anyone who's going to do that, it's you and me, Matt. And that's <laughs> secret. Shush, don't tell my twist plan, reveal. John. That's what this show has been all along. It's a Trojan horse <laughs> EMP sabotage. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Damn it, does that mean I'm complicit now? <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's what we do with each of our guests. We draw them into our plotting web of sabotaging the <laughs> the, net, the Netflix online TV industry. Oh, I mean, we're, we're going to get taken off air if you say that, John. That's, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Probably one for the end. Oh, killed. Like, <laughs> or both. Both, yeah. Left on air, but dead. Um, so Terminator 1. <laughs> It is, it is clearly a classic movie, and it kind of introduced the world to Schwarzenegger to an extent. I, I'm not sure if Conan was around about the same time. Yeah, it did fact, Conan at the same, yeah. We did Conan, Red Sonja. He did. Red Sonja. Yeah, yeah, he did. There was, he, was, he, was, he did loads of films before that. He even did a Western called um, Cactus Jack, and it was called The Handsome Stranger. Oh wow. wow! So your knowledge is deep. This is this is a that good is guess deep. we have. I've got them all on video, though. That's the Love thing. It. I've still got them all on video. <laughs> have you got Pumping Iron? His his workout video? Uh, I don't think I've got that one, but I do have like Commando, Jane Mansfield story. Um, what you deal? Her- you got Hercules in New York, Zoe? Yeah, got Hercules. So in my head, that's his foot. Uh, I don't know if one of his early ones. Yeah. He wasn't even called Schwarzenegger in that, was he? Right. He was just called Arnold Strong because they wow. the world wasn't Ooh. ready for his surname. And he didn't even speak in it. It was all ad-libbed. He's not speaking. They, they sort of dubbed in a different voice over the top kind of thing. Amazing. But he, he came on... He, well, he, he you know, his English improved really rapidly. Is that He was perfectly cast for the role of the Terminator because yeah. of, even, yeah. even his strong accent kind of made him seem... It was almost like they hadn't quite figured out the kinks in the voice imitation software, so he sort of sounded yeah. a bit robotic. So it just all it just worked perfectly, didn't it? Really it low did. budget film, but smashed it in the box office. It was very, it was very sinister watching it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we hadn't had anything like that. That's what Terminator did. It changed the rules of the game by being fully nasty and a sci-fi. You know, it's kind of like. But it wasn't aliens, it was man-made horror. It's finally a new genre that kind of come alive. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. There was, a, 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 I guess, probably no need to recap the plot because everyone knows what it is. But, you know, <laughs> you've got your classic cyberpunk trope of a big sinister corporation, which, remember, it was Cyberdyne Systems, yep. which is a great name. Um, and the idea is that their AI that they created called Skynet, which was... Um, sort of given control of the world's defence systems, immediately become self-aware. And so within seconds of becoming self-aware, it's like, these humans are all dicks. Let's kill them off immediately. (laughs) Took about 10 seconds to decide. Let's steal your clothes. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, they sort of... But who made the decision to send them back naked? This is what I could never understand in every single one of those films. Why were they always sent back naked? Oh, it was... Yeah, it does explain. It says something like inorganic matter can't travel. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, it burns... It, it doesn't start off naked. He doesn't get naked to get in there. He, he jumps in and then it burns... Well, they do the later off. ones. They oh, OK. The later ones. That was just for you, Zoe. Special request. <laughs> and, of course, the... The inorganic matter of the robot itself, that doesn't count for some reason. That doesn't count, yeah. That's fine. But but yeah, so there's um, the premise is that in this future apocalypse, there is a one strong, brave, noble leader, warrior called John Connor. He's going to rise up, unite the remaining ruins of humanity to overthrow the evil robots and win the war. So what do the machines do? They decide to send back a special assassin killing machine into the past to kill John Connor, well, to kill John Connor's mum before he's even born. Um, so immediately you're into all the time travel paradox, doesn't make any sense, load of bollocks, uh, who cares? <laughs> but it's a good excuse. Because I guess from a budgetary perspective, it makes complete sense as well, because you only have to have fleeting glimpses of the future apocalypse with all the robots yeah. and the big special effects. Yeah. The bulk of the film is just a present day as I say, kind of a slasher movie. It's about a young woman hanging about with her young mates being pursued by a relentless killer, which just so happens to be a robot disguised as a huge muscly man. Kind of very similar to Halloween in in that respect. A little bit, yeah. Also, the supporting cast was strong for such a a low-budget film. Yeah. I mean, yes, you've got the relatively unknown Arnie who who steals the scene because he's perfect for Terminator. And Linda Hamilton was well-known for Sarah Connor, so she was like the star, I guess. Uh, but hmm. am I right? There was also Bill Paxton as a as a young punk, yeah, and, yeah. and Lance Hen- Hendrickson, who also played a detective or something. These are the only two actors who've been in uh, not just this, but also Alien and something else as well. I, I so, think I'm right in saying Paxton is the only man to have been killed on screen by a xenomorph, a Terminator, and the Predator. Predator, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> what a case of fame. That's his legacy. Good on him. <laughs> so it kind of worked because Cameron was great at getting a small, excellent cast and getting to work for, I don't know, Peanuts, but making this thing. Because a lot of it was shot in a kind of guerrilla style. They didn't have rights to film in some of the areas. So they literally were running away from the police while they were shooting the film and stuff like that. And that. that energy kind of carries through it. It's great. Yeah, definitely. There's Oh, just one little fact I wanted to chuck in. Is, do, have either of you ever read the short story by Harlan Ellison, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream? No, but I've heard of it. So Ellison is credited at the end of Terminator as like inspired by or based on the works of. So although no James, yeah, so James Cameron is adamant that he came up with Terminator, you know, co-wrote the script, <laughs> and he, he reckons he dreamt it. He says he had a dream about a robot. <laughs> oh, tor- I've read that, <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah, he said he dreamt about a robot torso with kitchen knives crawling away from an explosion. And you know, wow. you think, oh, you've got to keep a pad next to your bed just in case. That's um, the truth. That is the truth, yeah. Whereas Harlan Ellison, I guess, is saying, we're going to get sued again, aren't we? He says that's <laughs> a load of bollocks because he says that Cameron ripped off his idea from a, a couple of things he'd done, like an Outer Limits episode he'd written and other stuff, but primarily... I Have No Mouth and I'm a Scream, which is a short story about an evil computer network called AM, um, the Allied Master Computer, that becomes sentient, hates humans, and wipes them all out, just like Skynet. 
There are some similarities there. So I th- he ended up getting, I think, I don't know whether they had to pay him off a bit or whatever, but they, they gave him like a, a writing credit at the end of the first film. Oh, man. Imagine, like, James Cameron seemed like, oh, yeah, that dream stuff. Yeah, that was, uh, maybe I was bullshitting that. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because I suppose you, you do get that with other, but, oh, God, I'm treading into dangerous territory here, but, you know, like the whole thing about the Hunger Games and the writer of the Hunger Games claims oh, she yeah. was completely unaware of Battle Royale and didn't know what it yeah. was and had never seen it. And that could be true, you know, that could be, sometimes people just think of similar ideas, maybe. What about hardware? We've discussed this on your other podcast, John. Oh, yeah. Picked up. That's where, true. You know, it came up with this self-replicating robot that just eat, that destroys people, and it actually turned out to be an actual 2018 short story. And he had, yeah. it eventually had to admit that it was that was a thing. I forgot about that, Matt. But you're right. Yeah. So there's loads of precedent for ro- basically robot-based um, plagiarism. Pla- that's, yes, exactly. Yeah. Robot <laughs> plagiarism. I'm actually now a bit worried about my book. <laughs> <laughs> it came to you in the dream, Zoe. That's the line you need, right? Well, it kind of did, in a way. But, yeah, I, I, I tried to pay homage to a horror film, and now I think I might get in trouble. So, nah. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Homage. homage is the word. Just say it's a homage. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Easter eggs. You put Easter eggs in there for fans of the actual horror to capture. put loads the of Easter There's even a Terminator reference in there, there for is. Christ's sake. I got that. That was cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, back to Terminator. Yeah. What, where do you want to go next with it? Well, we've got to talk about more, really. Okay, Terminator 2 then. How about that? The best one. It is the Ooh. best one. It is the best Straight one. Yeah. I'd, I'd, best I'd one. go with that as well. I think it's in that we've... I think it's got the best lines in it and just the best action. And I don't know, I think because that one I've, I've got personal preference in because I used to watch that one a lot with my dad and we used to have a lot of conversations around like, you know, if someone pressed a button and destroyed yes. the world. We had loads of like mm. debates about it. But I don't know, I think that one just had... The first one sets it up, you know, you've got someone come back from the past, going to kill the woman, and then someone else has come back to the past to save the woman. And then I think the second one just was set up and it turned it around on its head a bit. With, yeah. obviously with the T-800 and T-1000. And it just, I don't know, I thought there was a much more, a bigger storyline to like investigate in kind of way. There's just so much going on with Sarah and no one believing her and obviously no Kyle and... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I love that one. Yeah, it's like you said. There was it was it was clearly a sort of one of those sequels that follows the template of the previous movie. But yeah, it made some really key yeah. changes. Like, let's obviously Schwarzenegger was becoming a great big global star by then, so he wanted to be the good guy. But that really mm-hmm. worked because it made it different. It wasn't just Michael Bean again or just another freedom fighter. The, that meant they had to cast a different villain, and you got the absolutely cool, oh. horrible Robert Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick was great. That, that was oh, brilliant. Yeah really good best thing he's ever done oh yeah because he, he was i read as well he was asked to come back in i think it was number four. Oh really when Ooh. james cameron came back on board but yeah. he's like no i'm done you know i don't want to touch because in one of the it. other ones i think it's four where they've got a very no was it five i can't remember i should remember i've only just watched them but one <laughs> that they had a very similar character to the t1000 um I think it was Dark Fate, and he had the swords. He, he could manipulate everything in the other one, but yeah, he. Robert Patrick was like, "No, I'm done. I've, I've set what I want to do with the story. I'm done." Yeah, good and on him. Good, good decision. And, and then, of course, um, Linda Hamilton reprises her role. But whereas in the first, no, she's she's a, in the first one. She's kind of like again, it's that horror slasher trope. She's like the final female who manages to outlast the killer 
And she, yeah. you know, there's that cool kind of like, you're a terminated fucker. And then she pushes the button and he gets crushed in the press. <laughs> but in the second film, she's completely trans, you know, obviously the character's been in this, um, uh, you know, psychiatric facility where she's been being mistreated mm-hmm. and injected with drugs. and But she's convinced, and rightly so, of the imminent destruction of the human race. So she's just been training herself up. So she's absolutely ripped yeah. and rock hard, which obviously meant the actress had to do the same thing in real life. But an incredible sort of transformation really yeah that's yeah. that's method isn't it you know it's pretty well even though i read as well even arnie he went through the training he went through in terminator one he went through again in terminator two three and then four and five so that he could be he could look the same as he did it in the first ones so he put yeah. himself through it all again and it's the second one. Another difference, I suppose, with the second one is, although definitely an action film this time, you know, there's some great, amazing yeah. set pieces and truck chases and all. Yeah. Just so on many. the motorbike as well. On the, on the so good with yeah. like is it Guns and Roses like playing Sweet Child of Mine? Is that not when? Is it not? Um, oh well, of course. What we failed to mention is in the second movie, the the plan, scan its plan is to kill John Connor when he's a child. So this time, John oh, yeah. Connor is a character in the film played by Edward Furlong, who is great. That could have backfired horribly if they got one of them annoying child yeah. actors. He wasn't really yeah. good, but he was. They great. did for him later on, but I know it's, just, <laughs> it's weird how his career didn't pan out because he was fantastic yeah. in this. But I think that Guns N' Roses thing. It's it's. I don't think it is Guns N' Roses, or it might be them, but a different song. It's not Switch Other. It's him and his like little scummy mate, and he's got like foster parents, hasn't he? Because obviously yes. his dad was Kyle yeah. Reese, who's yeah. the dead guy from the future. His mum's in a psychiatric facility, <laughs> so he lives with his foster parents, and he's he's playing this music dead loud, and the, the foster dad's like, "Hey, you've got to you know respect your mother. Turn that music down." And he's like, "She's not my mother, Todd." And then like scotches off on his motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Oh, happy days. <laughs> But also really some nice. great lines. And it gave us the Hasta La Vista line, which was a classic. Indeed. Yeah. Although oh, yeah. less cool when Boris tried to use it when it for his speech recently. Yeah. God. Wish somebody would freeze in with liquid nitrogen. Anyway, oh no, I'm going to get cancelled <laughs> again. I'm sure Skynet will come back soon. We're at that, oh, we're at the year. We're coming up to the year where Skynet's going to come on board and they'll go for it. Yeah. But wasn't it originally 1997? I mean, it might have been. Yeah, but then they also did. Um, there was another one as well, quite coming up. I think it was like twenty twenty four, something like that. I don't remember. They have to keep pushing it back by like two twenty every time they do a new film. Oh no, we got it wrong last time. It's like the Jehovah's Witnesses when they keep saying that God's <laughs> coming on a certain date, and then that date goes past, and he doesn't come. They're like, oh shit. Uh, no, no, we meant next year, you know. Yeah. I think I think I'm right in saying, speaking of iconic lines, the first Terminator was the first time Arnie said, I'll be back, because he says it in the police station. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He just does that really, like, innocuous. He comes in, I think he asks, like, can I speak to this woman? They say, no, bugger off. And he just gives it a, hmm, I'll be back. And then he yeah. drives a blooming truck through the, yep. through the front scene. wall. <laughs> that's where the budget that was the budget scene wasn't it that's yeah. where they blew the budget by driving a truck through a police station you know I do hope they got permission for that because that could be why they got in trouble otherwise you know? <laughs> <laughs> guerrilla shooting yeah oh some <laughs> fuckers driving a truck through a police station <laughs> like, my god yeah that would have been an interesting documentary um, <laughs> yeah but yeah the second movie clearly is a much bigger budget it's it's huge yeah. it, it's 
it's a big budget, but it's still used effectively. It's not like splurged on pointless explosions. It's you know, it's a, still a really tightly plotted, intelligently made film. There's still it is an action film. There's still those horror elements, like the T one. Some of the T one thousand scenes where he's yeah. you know jabbing knives through people's eyeballs. Oh yeah, like his opening scene where he kills the mum. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. No, it's the one that I didn't like. It was the mum with the milk carton? Oh, yeah. That was. That was Jerry Point when he points his finger, he's like, oh. there's, There was those two. Um, th- there's the scene with the yeah, the, the finger through the eye, it's like a, a sort of chubby security guard or whatever at the psychiatric hospital. And he's he turns around and he sees himself facing yeah. him, which is obviously the yeah. T1000, and he just finger yeah. through the eye. But that bloke, they were twins, those actors were, no way. were twins. Oh, and really. They, they, that's good knowledge. Yeah, there's a few films where... They, so in Gremlins 2, there's like a gag where there's like a scientist who's studying cloning and then he, another yes. one of him pops up. It's these twins again? Brilliant. I mean... <laughs> pretty good. Why not? Make, make the most of it if you're going to be actors and twins. You know. Typecast. Um, <laughs> we agreed, we're agreeing Terminator 2 is the best one, right? I would make a strong yeah. case for Terminator 1 being the second best and, of, you know... Yeah, I think we could, I think we're all agreed there. This has been a pretty easy start, actually. So far, so good. But okay. it's about to go horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Um, Any fans for part three? Well, Zoe, question to you: Does Terminator Three have any redeeming features at all? No, not even Arnie could save that one. I think I had it on in the background, and I, I still didn't really pay attention to it. It was just a. Uh, I mean, I didn't like the guy that played um, John Connor. John Connor yeah. nailed it. So yeah. one of his big problems, my opinion, is John Connor. We've all grown to, you know, he's been built up for two movies as this big, legendary, epic hero. We've only ever met him as a kid, and the kid was heroic and brave yeah. and likable. Yeah. So then you meet him as an adult, and he's just a wuss. He's like yeah, just moaning. Oh. oh, it was just so badly casted. And Claire Danes didn't like her in it. I'm not a fan anyway. And then. Ooh. I don't know. This is going to probably be very controversial. I just don't like the idea of a female Terminator. Now, see, that's where we differ. Because like I think it. I might have a bit of a crush on the f- female Terminator. I was going to say, yeah, you got your reasons for that then. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, you, ha- you can have Arnie. That's cool. I'll, I'll take a... What, what was her model number? Was it like a T? Oh, didn't they have like a somewhat... Oh. Was it called like a Terminatrix or yeah. something? Like, oh, God, you know, just lame. And it and it didn't it didn't it technologically didn't make any sense. So the first movie, the Terminator yep. is a metal skeleton robot made of dead heavy, you know, rock yeah. hard metal with some fake skin on it to look like yep. a person. Makes sense. Second movie, they've invented a better thing. It's liquid metal. It can shape shift and morph into more stuff. Virtually All indestructible. Right. Makes complete yeah. sense. The third film, what it's like? She's they've regressed back to a normal Terminator, but she's got some liquid bits. Yeah. It was just didn't even yeah. make sense. It was just it's, clearly... it's quite sexist, isn't it? I think they thought yeah. if we make her sexy enough, people won't notice that she's a Terminator and she'll get away with it, you know? Correct. And she was sort of flirt like I'm sure yeah. at some point she sort of uses her womanly guile to seduce someone and then kill them. And it just was a bit, yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, offensive, really. Doesn't it? stand up really. I can understand that because she was a T she was a TX, but um they don't understand all that sort of thing. So for how to for her to like yeah, come point. out and do that. But I must admit, the one thing I did, there was one thing I did enjoy about the that one was when Arnie rocks up and obviously he does the whole when you're closed and everything, and he goes into a bar where it's a strip joint 
yes. and they've got this guy dancing doing his bit and like Arnie's doing the whole no match no match and everybody and he matches to the guy that's dancing and the guy gets really like get off the stage this is my turn your turn's later and then Arnie gets all his clothes and he walks out and he's got a pair of Elton John sunglasses on like the the star shaped one with pink on yes and that that's is nice probably the best yeah. bit of the whole film. So, so they did that, which is like a parody of the second film. So the second film, he walks into some rocker biker bar and he has to beat up all these tough guys yeah. and steal their clothes, the boots and the motorcycle and the shades, which is where he gets the cool shades from. The third film, they parody it. He beats up a sort of camp guy with comedy glasses. But then, yeah. but then having done the gag and he's got the silly glasses, he then takes them off and crushes them. As if yeah. to imply that yeah. Terminators have a stylistic idea of which glasses are cool and which are not. And it's like, <laughs> well, why? That doesn't make any sense. And then he pulls why out the other ones anyway. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you just put them out in the first place? Oh, I hate that film. <laughs> That's fair. That was probably about the only redeeming feature of the whole film. Yeah. After that was crap. There's the bit with the coffin. He has it on his shoulder, right? Is, is it that he's got some... Yes, you're right. So, I'm trying to... Was that like a, a, a secret weapons cache? They've got like loads of guns buried in yeah, a coffin. Yeah, in a coffin. <laughs> which was quite cool, I suppose, but... And she, she, I swear, like her, her arm, you know, she could have like a gun in her arm or something. I don't know. That was a bit yeah. of body horror. That was quite interesting. Yeah, but it just felt... Yeah. I, I remember being really... Re- I went to the cinema, really disappointed and, and oh, I came out sort of Sad. You weren't alone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. We've got two, one, three way down. Yeah. Anything that's going to go above out of four, five, and six? Anyone making a case for them? Are we going to talk about salvation as well? Uh, yeah. yeah. Include salvation, even though it doesn't have Arnie. You've still got discussed True. salvation. So I, I, I will go straight in. That four. I am saying that Terminator Salvation is decent. Is the and next I'm, one? I'm pitching that in third place. What do you think? I actually agree with that. To be fair, I quite liked the twist on that one with because um, I quite liked Christian Bale in it. Sam Worthington was good in it. He was good, and he was. And I can't remember now who played um, Carl Reese, who the actor was. Oh, completely forgot. We will use our cyborg enhanced cybernetic resources. I've probably which, got it on my phone anyway. Um, by which we mean <laughs> Wikipedia. Isn't that the one? Isn't it a bit like a? The Star Wars spin-off, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One. I see it a bit like that, yeah? It's kind of like in the same universe, but it's good. different different kind of, uh, you know, heroes. Oh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, oh, that's a okay. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, did, did a decent job. He was as all right. A, as the, your sort of young rookie, Kyle Reese. But I quite liked the twist with um, Sam Worthington's character. I thought that was quite cleverly done sort of a terminator that didn't know it was a terminator as the next yeah. level of deception yeah he was completely screwed over wasn't he he had he no was. idea and uh obviously becoming like uh john connor's right hand man for a while as well i quite enjoyed that and i just felt i don't know it was just something about it and uh, it, it it had some good moments I, I i thought it had a good it was good use of cgi so it used the yeah. cgi to deliver us some big shots of cool things but then it didn't mm. feel the need to use cgi constantly so we still got some crunchy like the terminators felt bulky and substantial and scary there was that really good intro where he crashes the helicopter yeah. and then he has to like shoot it in the face at close range because it's yeah that was, that was a good crazy. scary scene there was um just I think just seeing John Connor played in like a credible way, like Christian Bale yeah. did manage to portray him, I think, as like a tough military leader this time. 
Yeah, it's mm. so much better than the the last yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. you he, I felt he was believable. He is what John Connor should have been in the future. And if you come mm. across him, I think you'd feel like you were in safe hands. He just gave that air of command and everything, even though he was he's been a bit naughty. But that's because Christian Bell can act, and he's actually he, decent. He can. Yeah. Although he did have that infamous <laughs> rant <laughs> to me on the set. That's true. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, that was a <laughs> meltdown. Oh unwanted publicity for the film. Did anyone ever hear the dance mix that someone made of his rant? Yeah, wasn't it like a cassette boy kind of version? It, it, it was like, yeah, like a sort of like, um, uh, I guess like a dance remix of all the high the highlights of his kind of foul-mouthed tirade. But uh, <laughs> probably can't include that because we'll probably get sued again. Uh, again, it's fine. That's the list. They'll send the machine well, for the future. Was a, a, aren't you a, like a, a major legal... Expert, so you can help us with our, our political our mind filter. I'm not legal expert. Oh, okay, damn it. <laughs> we'll get a Zoe robot legal expert from the future sent back to protect yep. us when yes. Christian Bale comes to kick our heads in. <laughs> um, Excellent. Yeah, but we've just said nice things about him. It'd be fine. We best said he was the best John Connor. Yeah, that fine. Is... Oh, well, there's a segue. If we're going to segue, speaking of John Connor. Terminator Genesis. Oh, God. Dear God. Uh, man. So, the I, I mean, the central idea there is, what if John Connor was an evil Terminator himself? Ooh. What? Why? You take it out of the whole Terminator world. I thought it worked good as a film, as a standalone film, if you didn't think of it as Terminator. I thought the guy who played John Connor was absolutely shocking, had no right playing him, though. Um, yeah. It was um, oh Jason Clark. That was it. And I think uh, probably uh, I quite liked the guy who played Carl Reach, you know, Jay Courtney. I quite liked him when he was in Sparkus and things like that. But That's I true. don't know. I quite liked the flip side that they had, like they say, an evil John Connor who actually became like one of the machines sort of thing. I thought that was quite an interesting twist. And I didn't think it was as bad as I, I remember watching it the first time thinking, oh my God, this is crap. <laughs> Second time around, I thought, Okay, this is watchable, but just don't pretend it's not part of the universe. You might be okay. I think it's the first time as well. It was the first film that Arnie wasn't listed as the Terminator. He's actually listed as the Guardian. He's not okay. listed as Terminator in the film. Well, that's, that's interesting. The there's, I, I just remember seeing when it was getting hyped up. There's a guy, um, I think his name's Lee Byung-hun, who is a Korean actor. And it was like, oh, he's going to play the T-1000 in the new Terminator film. And I love that bloke because he's in um, Bittersweet Life. Uh, yeah. And he was, in, um, he was in Squid Game recently as well. Yeah, Squid Game. I, I think he's dead cool. So I thought, oh, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to watch it for him. And he gets killed off in the first 10 minutes, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Just, ugh. I, I think the casting was crap, John Connor. Yeah. And, um... oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and Amelia Clark was at the peak of her fame. I guess, with Game of Thrones. So she was made sense as a choice for Sarah Connor, given that Linda Hamilton getting a bit older by then and so on. But Again, it was quite interesting how they used her character. So she's not the woman in need that Carl Reese has been led to believe from the future, like to go back to save her. She was actually badass and working with Arnie because they even had that scene from the 80s, you know, and they got the three punks from, not the same actors, but the same three actors punks and and the next you know like Arnie's just kicking the crap out of him from nowhere and then Amelia shoots him you're just like okay this is completely different to what I thought it was going to be like so 
So I did quite like that twist they did with her as well. Well, that was quite cleverly done. Yeah, those are probably the reasons to see it. The twists that they do, and they do, they tried extra hard to monkey with your expectations. And so I thought that's to its credit. So for that reason, are we saying that this is probably just under salvation? But I I mean, I suppose having said some good things about it, it does end up with the evil Terminator is just like, I don't know, a, a bloke with like a Velcro suit on and like no nose. <laughs> uh, he's a rubbish baddie in the end. And and it yeah. just, and a lot of the stuff we've said is good. It happens in the first 15 minutes. That's and true. then you've got like an hour and a half of just nothing. So I'm, I, mind yeah. you, I'd have this very low down. I personally, I would put this under Terminator 3. That's how much mm. I disliked it. But no. I sense that you guys would elevate it a bit. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I say three's the worst. Wow, is that you're harsh? A three is crap. Oh, let's talk about Dark Fate then. Dark Fate. No, this like is the game. Yeah, interesting That's one. Another this. twist on it all, isn't it? So you've got Arnie again. He's not listed as Terminator. He's now known as Carl, isn't he? And then you got you got that really brutal. I found I found the opening scenes brutal with that one because obviously you got the regent, you know, the, the younger-looking Sarah Connor, you've got Edward Furlong, you've got Arnie. Yeah. And that was brutal to open a film with. I just sat there in the cinema going, oh, my God, did that just happen? Yeah, it changes yeah. too, doesn't it? That, yeah. Is that right? It changes the timeline a bit because it, it monkeys with it. Yeah, I did. I think it did because they've changed it as well with the, the girl that has to be saved. Because yeah. it's now no longer, this one is now no longer about John Connor because he's been eliminated. So now it's about, it's not, and it's not one person this time because they played with that timeline because Sarah Connors keeps getting fed messages from yeah. Carl yeah. to go and destroy the Terminators when they turn up. So it's now no longer one person that's going to save the world. It's many people that are going to save the world. So that's what they're trying to protect the different timelines. It makes you think if you, if you take it out again of the universe and look at it as a singular film, it's not that bad. It, it had, it, yeah, the, the the premise was that Edward Furlong, or sorry, John Connor, in effect, having survived the second movie, then just just gets killed by a Terminator, sort of, yeah. you know, a week after, and and so yeah, the whole thing is like John Connor's gone, the machines have succeeded, that's it, end of humanity. But then yeah, the reveal is that there's now other future leaders that are going to run. So it's like an alternate timeline, and I think I'm right in saying this is one of those films where they, when you've got a popular franchise that then the sequels start to deteriorate. There's becoming this in vogue thing of, oh, we're going to retcon out all the crap ones. So, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think they said this film is meant to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2, so you can disregard right. 3 and, and uh, Genesis and Salvation, as which is a bit of an arrogant thing to say, because it's a bit like they're kind of saying, oh, we're very confident this time. You'll agree with uh, that. Because yeah. right. isn't this the one that James... Cameron come back and did, wasn't it? So that's why he's saying it. This is his direct sequel. This is what should have been done when they did it. I'm pretty sure this is... I think, it, yeah, I think he was involved in writing it. He didn't... So the, it was directed by Tim Miller. We should probably yeah. quickly skate over the other directors just because there's a slightly funny thing to this. So obviously Terminator 1 and 2 was, was James Cameron. Terminator 3 is Jonathan Mosto. Mosto, yeah. Terminator Genesis was Alan Taylor. Terminator Salvation is directed by a bloke called McGee. Yeah. That's his whole name. <laughs> he did Charlie's Angels. He does like lightweight action films. Weird. Oh, wow. Like, it's That's literally a, a three-letter name. But, yeah. Uh, 
Maybe we should come it up with that. Might not be his real name. I'm just wondering. Chris <laughs> McGee. Um, but yeah, so that so Terminator Dark Fate. One thing I guess I would um, lord in its favour is I thought again another sort of physical transformation as well um, by the actress, but a brilliant performance by Mackenzie Davis as you know it was almost like the yeah. Kyle Reese character is a woman this time. Cool. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, I, I did quite like her. And then the Terminator in this movie was played by Gabriel Luna, and he had the sort of. It was like a, another T one thousand liquid Terminator, but he, he had like a dupe, like a, a replicating thing, so he was constantly splitting into two of himself. Yeah, yeah they got tired of that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. But he, he could like manipulate. So if you threw a knife at him, you could grow the knife and things like that, can't they? So it was. Yeah. He had that extra skill that the T, like the extra upgrade, I suppose, that the T one thousand didn't have. And worth noting as well that this movie, so obviously the first two Terminators, massive block box of his smash hits. Even the third one sort of did okay, I think. Yeah, I think it's because Arnie carried it. Yeah. yeah, and then I think Salvation was the first one that underperformed. Genesis yeah. underperformed, so they cancelled. That was yet another. Oh, we're going to make yeah. a trilogy. We've announced a trilogy before we've even made the first film, and then the first one's a flop. So the trilogy gets canned. This one was a massive flop commercially. Yeah, one of the biggest of all time. It's such a shame. It's a bit harsh, I think. I, I yeah. thought Dark Fate was all right. Yeah. Tim Miller made Deadpool, so you've got a good director on board here. You know, I think, uh, I think, you know, it, it gets un, unduly. It, it was, it got the shit from Genesis. It's sort of basically trying to follow Genesis, and everyone thought, oh, how much worse can it get? And even though Cameron was there, and even though he got Deadpool director, you know, and had some fun ideas and a good cast, yeah. it just had that negative perception that you know, really hard to overcome. I think anything after two, I think anyone was going to struggle. Yeah. That was it. That was the high. And then if if they released Dark Fate after they did number two, then it might have been a different story. That's a good ooh, alternate timeline, Zoe, where Dark Fate does come out and the Terminator is a massive franchise still. And they're like, everyone's like, yes. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you think about, you know, Rise of the Machine was the next one to come out. And if that had done well and been casted properly, then it could be a different story. We could still be having, you know, it could be yeah. like a Fast and Furious. We were on like 10, yeah. 11, 12 yeah. movies. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'd say this is more like an alien franchise, you know, because like the first two solid classics everyone loves, and then the rest oh, of them. I like three as well, though. Mixable. I mean, I like three. Maybe we'll talk about alien if you want, but like, I love three. But then by the time you get to Covenant, you're a bit like, it's a bit like Genesis, isn't it? You're kind of like, yeah, some ideas, but you know. And Alien's got the same yeah. problem, actually, which is like the big, the original creator coming back to save the franchise, but then arguably yeah. just cocking it up even more. Cocking up even more, yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, but... <laughs> yeah, wow. It's like a bit like The Rock, though, wasn't it? The Rock went through that stage of if he was in a film it was going to save the franchise because didn't he come into like um obviously he did fast and furious but i'm sure he did like gi joe or something yeah and like cool. it was flopping and then he come into it and everyone's like oh my god this is a great film because the rock's in it and then he just went through this stage of doing all these films and everyone's like oh my god the like rock is amazing the franchise doctor get him into yeah. next terminator then there you go That's- oh, the rock is a terminator i'd watch that i'd watch that I would, well, if you watch Welcome to the Jungle, which has got The Rock in and uh, Stifler from American Pie. Sean William Scott, yeah, yeah. I've seen that film. I've right at that. the beginning, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but right at the beginning when The Rock's walking through the nightclub, Arnie is coming the other way and he shakes his hand or something and he basically, and he says something, I can't remember the phrase he says now, but basically that was Arnie giving The Rock the green light to become him. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that. It was kind of like a passing the baton. 
It was very nicely done. Yeah, basically it was. So yeah, the rock being Terminator could work. <laughs> That's the next reboot. You heard it here first, people. This is it. It's just been announced. Um, yeah. You know, not fake news at all. It, say, there is a funny thing, actually. Like in Terminator 3, I remember there was a lot of hype about like, oh, Arnie's got himself in really great shape, even though he's quite old, for one last one last yeah. hurrah before he you know, goes and does all the politics. Hey, I can relate at 50, you know, I'm like... Yeah, and, and now, and of course he, did, he looked incredible in that movie, but now he's he's doing, like, that was nowhere near his last hurrah. Yeah. Like, 20-odd years later, he's done multiple. And every film, he kept getting himself back into shape, because I think even in the um, Genesis, when they were doing the, um, the scene, he had his body doubling, but a lot of that was him being the Terminator, but he got himself back into shape just to do it, because he didn't want to look old. He wanted to, like, represent what the Terminators were, like, non-aging mm. machines. He could. He should really should release the Terminator workout because I, I'd buy that. Fuck's sake, you know, old men everywhere. I'd be like, yes, be like Arnie. <laughs> we gonna do is buy pumping iron. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but like pumping iron for the over fifties is. <laughs> hey, not definitely not needed for you, Matt. You're looking at, looking oh, great, Nick. Thank you, sir. Looking great, Nick. <laughs> great guy. In fact, <laughs> now I think about yeah. it, is Matt actually a Terminator? I don't know. Terminators are. <laughs> they haven't exhibited a great sense of humour in the movies. Okay. Matt's, uh, Matt's a funny guy. So he's, well, he's either a really That's where we're good... getting you, man. Yeah, convincing. Before I kill you, I'll let you into the secret that, you know, that's our new weapon, sense of humour. <laughs> a new model. Yeah. <laughs> so where did we, where are we concluding on ranking Dark okay. Fate in amongst the other the other five? Are we allowed to have ties at any tier? Yeah, I was thinking that. What, are we tying Dark Fate and Salvation in third place? No, I want Genesis tied in fourth with Dark Fate. Okay. And then... And and, and I'm not even ranking oh, Terminator 3. That's, it, like, it, not ranked. Wow. So you're going Salvation third on the podium, <laughs> Genesis and Dark Fate tied yeah. in fourth, and then Terminator 3 in the bit, in the scrap heap, in some pile it's of... It's not ranked. It doesn't exist in my head. Yeah, did not rank. Gosh. That's a bit... I could go with I that mean, list. That works for me, I think. There we go. Well, look, we'll, we'll put that out there. It's the official host in the show listing. <laughs> Go on, see, see, see what reaction we get. Um, There's some good social media we can do about it. I mean, that, even yeah. though, you know, I was very upset with Barney with those films, with number three, but then he came back and did Expendables and that was it. He won me over again because that was the typical 80s yeah. action film. And that was it. Old men can still kick ass. And The Last Stand with Johnny Knoxville as well. Oh, love that film. Yeah. yeah. Although you've got to think Jingle All The Way is probably one of my, it's my favourite <laughs> Christmas movie. That is Christmas when I've watched that. <laughs> it's a good film. It it's a good, good film. film. My only recent, well, I say recent, it's not even that recent. When I was doing my film reviewing, uh, I had to go and see in, in Sabotage, which is a David Ayer movie, which I love. I know David Ayer movies I'm normally all about, but Sabotage I thought was quite poor. Because um, oh, I didn't mind. It was a bit like a victim in it. Rather than a badass that he should be, but anyway. No, I've not. Well, I don't know that film at all. So it's a Schwarzenegger film called Sabotage. Yeah, a recent film. Men are being killed off because they did some heist yeah. or something. Mm. It's, and it's based on the Agatha Christie novel, which I did not know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that hence the uh, you know the sort of the slightly not slasher, but you know like murder mystery element to it. But with a bit more guns, a bit more car chase. I just thought you know. And 
the one thing they should have done that could have saved that film is use the Beastie Boys sabotage on the fucking soundtrack. So tap in. Yeah, because oh. it had a good cast in it, didn't it? Because it's got Sam Worthington. Yeah. It's got um. It wasted them all. I can't say the dude's name, but it's um Alcide from True Blood. Joe. Yeah, you're right. It's got the dude from Lost in it, who I quite like. I just, wasn't, I just wasn't buying it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. That's the thing. He went through a stage, I think, of just making films, just to make films, because obviously his governorship was a bit pants. <laughs> Bless him. But um. Let's hope Boris doesn't do that. His uh, PM shit. starts <laughs> making some films. A movie career. Like Benny Hill films. I can see him doing that. Yeah, but the thing is, though, he had a good movie career before. It's just a shame he went down that governor route. Yeah, Jesus that's true. Because I don't think you can knock many of his films if you no. take them oh, no. what they are, face value. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I think there's been a general acceptance of that, hasn't there? It's like it used to be a bit of a laughing stock, and everyone would take the mick out his, you know, bad acting and all. You had characters like McBain in The Simpsons and McBain, yes. and it was all a joke. And then I think everyone's kind of started to realise over the last twenty years, actually, if you take Schwarzenegger out of the films, they're a lot worse. Like, yeah, you know, it's he actually genre. A lot. yeah, Schwarzenegger correct. is a genre, basically. Yeah. You, you're spot on. So much charisma, it was like you couldn't define it almost. Yeah. Like if John Victor made films, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, they'd definitely be their own genre. I was going to say, you haven't even made a comment about the fact that uh, Richter was actually in a Terminator film. Well, it was a, a, an Arnie film, certainly, which is um, Total Recall. Because, well, so this is what kept happening. No, to he was in Terminator. No way. Yeah, he was in one of the Terminator films. I can't remember which one it was now. I'm just looking. Oh, oh my God. As in, you mean That's what I'm saying. Actor, I'm surprised no one commented Michael, on that. Michael Ironside. Yeah. Which Terminator film was he in? He was in. I haven't watched them recently. Yeah, you may well be right. I mean, this is this is mega if it's true. We're not calling you a liar, Zoe, but like we are want to fact check this. <laughs> oh yeah, you're spot on. He's like the one of the sort of military leaders in Salvation. Amazing, Zoe Abel. We take a hat off to you. You do not question my movie knowledge. <laughs> Nailed it. You are. We bow to you. I've been waiting for you to sort of say something. You think of him as Richter, as I do as well. Like, I struggle to remember that actor's name. (laughs) I just know him as Richter from Total Recall. That's what I do when I watch film. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. And and he was in this and he was in that. (laughs) No one likes watching movies with me because I just do that in every film. Ah, well, it's their problem, not yours. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit of annoying, though, when I'm watching it on my own because I say it to myself and I'm like, I don't care, I know (laughs) information already why am I still saying it <laughs> you need to have a bit more of a bipolar personality then you can actually talk to yourself it'd be great well I tell my cats they don't care they just look at me and just say shut up <laughs> just give me food or one of those terminator self-duplicating terminators that's what you need yeah although I just get the sick day and make a clone of myself and then I can just talk to my clone all day that's probably true <laughs> um, Zoe we have not talked about your work uh, in, in well, great a detail bit. Would you do you want to give us the give listeners okay. the plug for your your yeah, debut your horror thriller Ouija or Ouija, however you want to pronounce it, and and <laughs> also what else you've got in the works? Yeah, what's coming next is what we want to know. So Ouija is coming back out in on Halloween. Um, it's yes. been republished. Good, good timing. Uh, I haven't seen the new. Co- I know it came out last year, but it's come back out. I haven't seen the new cover yet, so I'm very excited about that. 
all my books are going to be homages to different horror films. I cannot tell you what the horror film is this month because it would give it away completely. Ooh. But it's about a group of six kids that decide it's fun to go and do a Ouija board in a abandoned high school where a mass murder had happened a couple of years Ooh. before. What could possibly go wrong? And <laughs> then they, well, nothing, obviously. Uh, that That's, you know... Nothing happens in 120 odd pages. It's just these six friends living yeah, together. It's a, it's a romantic <laughs> comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. They just sit and drink tea in the, in the park talking about what they've got to study for for their exams. That's not actually true because I've read it. No, so, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, they summon uh, a demon, and there's a lot of Easter eggs throughout my books for like personal stories, and there is a famous Terminator scene in there. Um, also can I just say if you read your book more probably more than any other author I feel like I know you a bit more because I'm pretty sure a lot of this shit that you write has happened to you you know you're and you've just thinly disguised it is that true (laughs) there's a few stories in there so uh I mean this isn't a spoiler but there's um, maybe not the demon thing I don't know but you know uh, no there there is a reason why I chose that demon and uh, uh I won't say the demon's name but when uh when you you know you summon this demon on a Ouija board the name that comes up was my nickname when I was growing up. So when I was reading, I was like, oh my God, that's got to go in there. Um, <laughs> and then there's like a story of um, a daughter and a dad watching a thunderstorm. And that was, was like a story about me and my dad, um, two best friends. It's based on me and my best friend. So it's like, there's little Easter eggs about me and the fact that Arnie's in it. My best friend read it and she was like, this is such a you book. Like, I know you wrote this because everything <laughs> in it is just you. Um, so yeah, so they've unleashed this demon, and uh, they've got to try and get rid of it, basically. Or at least survive, because it's pretty. It gets pretty bleak, doesn't it? Yeah, just a bit. And then I remember when I was writing it, the uh, editor that was reading it at the time, Tet Runners, told me they hated my ending and wanted to change it. And I, a few people that had read it, and I asked their opinion, and they were like, "No, don't change it. It's perfect the way it is." So. I haven't changed it. Always, always a tricky one, that isn't it? The um, mm. sort of editing because it is a very, it is very subjective. It is one person, and yeah. and, and they often, you know, can make very good suggestions and add a lot of value to the process. But sometimes you just don't agree, and it, it's it's a tricky one to know when to, you know, which battles to fight. And that's the thing, and I think as well when you read, when you watch horror films now, and when you read horror films, they're never happy endings. They are. There's the happy ending, and then there's the ending. Like there's always that final yeah, little twisty bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently, I went allowed to have a little twisty bit. I had to have a happy, smiley ending. I went, nah. Oh, nah, that's not me. That's nah. not my book. Um, John, have you got any good tales about fighting your editors for changes? Oh, what's that? Just, just while you're thinking, I can tell you mine because. Complete darkness. A lot of people say, oh, it's pretty messed up. And, you know, Matt, you're sick and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. But, like, they haven't read the original draft, which was a lot worse. And there are, there are 10 <laughs> copies of the original draft. And a few people, my close friends and stuff, still have them. And they all threaten to, like, one day, if it ever blows up big, <laughs> to, like, release these and go, look, look how bad it was. I was like, this is nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 it's good to have that. It's good to know that's out in the world somewhere. Somewhere, so, yeah. I need to kill them and track them down. Take him out. No, it's, it's interesting actually. I've, I've probably been on some different different editorial editor journey journey on every one of my books. And some some of them have you know been had some quite big overhauls. Some have had very light touch. 
I can't think of any particular like, major disagreement. Um, it's a lot of some, sometimes I think about formatting and where I've been very particular about, oh no, this is, you know, visually, you know, the kind of House of Leaves style, I want this to look like this on the page. Nice, and that can yeah. be quite tricky, especially if, you know, with like an indie publisher or, mm. you know, Kindle formatting is obviously more limited. So that that can be quite tricky to sort of get the thing to look like how it looks in your head, if, if you see what I mean. But, yeah. Um, and, and did you say you've got another one in the works, Zoe? I do. I've um, The next one's coming out on my birthday next year. So uh, April Day. <laughs> um, and this one's going to be, this one I can kind of, can I give it away? Give us a tease for it. So basically I've written the backstory. So the backstory is set in the 70s. It might kind of give it away what horror story it might be based on. Uh, so Again, I had this thing I said to you, didn't I, John, about my number six. I have this thing where they have to have six friends. I don't know why. It just seems to be that way. But basically, it starts off that these six friends are, uh, just finished school. It's the summer of the 70s. I haven't decided what year. And they're sitting in the woods, um, which are basically based on the woods that I can see from my window um, up the hill. <laughs> and... Um, and I found a lot of history about this as well, like about the woods where I've raised my story. So it's going to be quite interesting. And they um, basically, there's a, a killer on the loose. He's kidnapping women. And so they're in the woods and then he can hear a noise. And then the next thing you know, a woman comes running out of the woods, covered in blood, screaming at them to run. And as wow. stupid as they are, they don't, they don't run. So, that's a good, that's a good like sizzle teaser there. You're like, ooh. But like you say, that th- these are very much in that point horror, if anyone remembers those kind of young adult horror scenes. Yeah. A lot of the, um, R.L. Stein, the, the person who went on to do Goosebumps, yeah. sort of, which are a little yeah. bit younger age, the, originally they started off with the point horror stuff, which I... And Christmas yeah. Hike as well. Yeah. I used to yeah. read so like stuff. Little Stranger Things kind of-esque as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the backstory. Then the, the story is going to be set in the present day and nice. it's gonna, there's going to be another ghost type thing going on that is being affected by the past so yeah that one i've got until november to start <laughs> do you have a title yet i have no idea what it's gonna get called okay oh, that's kind of exciting though yeah okay i haven't named like the main baddie yet so i've been told give that person mm-hmm. a name and call it like so-and-so's curse or something like that look out for john richter the the woman <laughs> capturing baddie creepy, coming soon. creepy ball bloke <laughs> I mean, I could see that. There's probably not a book called Creepy Bald Bloke. Maybe this is time to unleash that into the, into the world. Well, no, the thing is, though, because um, when I when Alicia was younger, we were in uh, B&Q, this is up in Dover, and she was playing up in the trolley, and this ma- this random man just came up to her and said, if you don't behave, I'll take you away. And oh, like, Jesus. God. <laughs> I'm going to get shot for this. And a lot of therapy, but whenever she then played up, we were like, I'm going to ring the man. No! (laughs) (laughs) Used him as the... uh, That is the best parenting story I've ever heard. I might just leave it as the man. The man. The man. That's really good. Yeah, that works. We'd even be on the phone, like, ringing him going, yeah, right, well, we'll see you in five minutes then. (laughs) (laughs) We're up in a room crying. That's amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Make some notes for the... uh, I'm such a bad (laughs) mum. Well, whatever works, Zoe. You exactly. Know. <laughs> it's all about whether it's effective. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be paying for a lot of therapy, I'm sure of it. Yeah, one day. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't know if 
That's good. That oh, works. I, think that's a, I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, well, having <laughs> having terrified us to, to all the listeners to death, because obviously we are merely cyberpunk fans who are not used <laughs> to such exposure to horror. Um, <laughs> we should probably draw things to a close before we scare ourselves to death. But thank you, Zoe, yeah, for making nice an appearance one, and helping us rank thank the... Thank you for having me. So we, we did quite a good job there, ranking the Terminator films, I think. Um, I, think I mean, you know, yeah. who's going to argue with our bank? I think it's good. Solid. Oh, there'll be someone. Yeah. Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> when we get Arnie on, and he says, like, no, 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 we've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask him when he's on. He's, 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 he's our next guest in a film. I'm coming yeah. back and I will argue. I'll be back, says Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) On which perfect note. Uh, Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, cheers. And uh, speak to you all again. Take care, everybody. Good to see you. Bye-bye. See you later. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening to another episode of Hosts in the Shell. Thanks also to Matt, who is uh, just a joy to record with. And same goes for Zoe, who is a fantastic guest. Hope you enjoyed our uh, attempts at ranking the Terminator movies. If you didn't agree and you absolutely love Terminator 3 for some weird reason, then uh, do please get in touch and slag us off. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at hosts in the shell on Twitter or Instagram at host underscore in underscore the underscore shell. Uh, anything else to talk about? Should probably plug my own book cynically and selfishly because it's only just freshly come out. Uh, it is called Chains. It is not cyberpunk. It is a sort of politically charged murder mystery whodunit thriller about feuding corrupt politicians, which you will hopefully enjoy. Bit of a pacey page turner with a unique narrative structure that I'm rather proud of. So see if you like it. Um, you can find that and all my other books on Amazon, or if you just search for John Richter, that's John spelt J-O-N, Richter spelt like the word Richter. Um, please also search for Matt's stuff. He is Matt Adcock. His novel, debut novel is Complete Darkness. It is a riveting read, highly recommended. Again, search for that on Tinternet. Um, that is probably enough shameless plugging. We'll be back with more guests, more hosts in the shell, more cyberpunk shenanigans, more tenuously linked things that aren't really cyberpunk, but hopefully you enjoy us chatting about them. I'm going to shut up. Speak to you soon. May your futures be interesting. Oh no, we retired that ending, but never mind. Goodbye. <laughs>